All right, let's pray and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Pray that you would uh, speak to us from your word, that you would guide us through the rest of this day as we work diligently as students. We pray that in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so um, I just wanted to talk to you this morning really quick uh, about what's important right now. So you guys are in school. Whose favorite subject is coming to school? Nobody's? So I trust that probably everything that you're going to do from now until the end of this uh, day is probably not your favorite thing to do. Uh, for me, I hated math. Uh, and then when I got into college, I didn't have math, I had logic, and I hated logic. Uh, mostly because I wasn't any good at it. But when we're looking at our life, and you guys are right now looking at your life, and you're thinking, man, I can't wait until I get older, uh, start a career, or do something other than school all the time. Guess what? The same challenges that face you this morning here at this school are the same ones you're going to face as an adult. So let me read you a passage of Scripture out of Ecclesiastes. I don't know if any of you brought your Bibles or not, but if you did, it's Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And if I can find it in my Bible, that would be helpful. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, beginning in verse 18. This is going to be a very encouraging passage. Y'all are going to be like, man, I'm so glad he read that to me this morning. It says, I hated all my toil, which is another word for work, in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or or a fool. Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What is a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is a vexation. Even in the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Is that encouraging? Not really, but it, it's, it's really uh, Solomon speaking from his heart. And he's having a maybe a little bit of a pity party here because he's looking out over his life and he's saying, I have tried to be wise, I've tried to be rich, I've tried to work hard, but all of those things have just left me feeling sorrowful, have left me feeling horrible. And it's a little bit like when you work really hard on something, whatever your worst subject is, and you give it a your all, and then at the end of it you get your grade back, and maybe it's not passing, or maybe it's not whatever you wanted it to be. Or it could be in your, your sports life or in whatever extracurricular activities you have. You work hard, you strive, but it doesn't seem to matter how hard you go at it. It just doesn't bring you joy. And that's where he's at. And if that's all he said, and that would pretty be, be pretty bleak. But then he continues in verse 24 and he says, There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink 
and find enjoyment in his toil. And I would stop here if I was just reading this at home. And I'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? You just said that work is a vexation. What's it mean to be vexed? Do you know? It means to be aggravated. Yes, sir. I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, it bothers me. Work is a vexation. Uh, I remember when I was younger, my dad made me mow the grass. And my dad didn't go buy a good mower. He always had this piece of junk push mower. And it would die like every 20 feet. And I remember getting frustrated with it and yanking the uh, cord trying to get it started. And you'd do this little motion where you would push the mower and yank at the same time to really, you know, give it that extra oomph. And uh, finally had enough of it, I shoved it into the fence. That, that's what vexation looks like. But Solomon says there's nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. Well, for me growing up, uh, my favorite times of school was eating, you know, at lunch and then recess. Uh, I mean, that, that was like the break in the monotony of the day. Uh, but when you think about it, eating and drinking are important, right? I mean, if you don't get enough protein in the morning, you're going to lag all throughout the morning and into the rest of the day, you're not going to feel good. So you got to eat and you got to drink, but that's also enjoyable, right? You want to eat something that tastes good. You don't want to eat like a, a bark bar or something like that. It tastes horrible. You want to eat something good. But he's boiling life down to something very simple. He's saying there's nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. And this morning, what is your toil? Toil means to work. What's your work this morning? Yeah. Schoolwork. Schoolwork. Is it exciting? Never really. What's your work today, Mr. Taylor? Discipline. <laughs> Discipline. Is that enjoyable? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. You, you act like it's not, but then you say it is. What do you mean? I found great purpose in what I do. Okay. What is that purpose? At the end of the day, what is your goal at the end of the day? to train the students in righteousness. Yeah. And sometimes that means that we do unenjoyable things. Now, some of you may know a little bit about me. You may know that I'm a cop. That sounds like a pretty exciting career, right? I mean, if I sat down some of you boys and asked you what you thought I did, you'd probably tell me some pretty exciting stuff. But you know what? Uh, it is exciting. But the exciting stuff, after about the first year, becomes unexciting. Like when you're running lights and sirens down the road at high speeds, and that you think that would be the fun part, but it's actually not because they've interrupted your lunch and you're eating a hamburger while you're flying 80 down the highway with lights and sirens going. And I'm being kind with saying 80. I'm probably going faster than that. Uh, but even that becomes toil. Even that becomes... Here we go again. Here we go again. Even for Mr. Taylor, when he's dealing with his job, he's saying, here we go again. The very thing that you're saying when you're doing your mathematics, and uh, again, like I said, I don't really care for math, so I'm going to pick on mathematics. That may be your subject. Uh, but that very thing, even the very thing that you're good at, that when people look at you and they say, hey, that person right there knows what they're doing in this subject, even that thing can become vexation. 
here we go again. When you get older, your boss will make you do the thing that you're best at. Uh, and it becomes a vexation. He continues to say, This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? He connects enjoyment to God. And so we go back to one of our catechism questions. What is the chief end of man? Right. So I'm going to ask you a question from a uh, famous uh, coach named Lou Holtz. Anybody know who that is? What did he coach? Huh? What did he coach? He was a football coach for Notre Dame. Maybe not. I'm not a football guy myself. But he had this acronym, WIN. And it was a question, what's important now? And Solomon's getting at something that in the midst of his toil, you've got to ask the question of what's important right now. When you're doing your schoolwork, what's important right now? Whenever you're dealing with a complicated problem or even doing something that you absolutely love, what's important right now? And we find that in our first catechism question, and that is to glorify God. You're not going to find enjoyment even in the stuff that you love unless you're seeking to glorify God. And even in the tough stuff, you're not going to find enjoyment unless you're doing it to glorify God. Now, you go back to the hesitation that Mr. Taylor showed when I asked him whether or not he enjoyed his job after he told me that his job today was discipline. And he hesitated. Why? Because discipline is not a fun thing to do. It never is. But he hesitated because he knows that it's hard work, it's often disappointing work, it's often work that has to be repeated with the same person, and if that's you, you can say amen, right? Uh, here we go again, I'm in here with so-and-so. Uh, but when we do it to the glory of God, that is where the enjoyment comes in. The question for you, even in the midst of your hardest subject, or the thing that you most dislike about today, is this, am I glorifying God in doing this? And if you can say yes, then you can find joy in that, even if you're not being successful at it. Because true success is defined by what's important right now, or to put it the way R.C. Sproul might say it, is right now counts for eternity. The things that you're doing right now count for the rest of your life. And it's all going to boil down to whether or not you're glorifying God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Ask that you would be with these uh, young men and women as they go about their day. Help them to be conquerors in Christ. And Lord, when we say that, we mean really that we're conquering our own selves. That we're bringing our bodies under subjection to please you. Lord, help us to honor you in the midst of our toil. Help us to find enjoyment in it. We pray that in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir.